people find it a bit confusing and a bit of a, a bit of a contradiction or conflict in wanting to serve and also feeling responsible. People see it as a, as a conflict. If you're going to serve, then you don't have to be responsible. Or you're not responsible. And if you're responsible, how can you serve? Because it seems that serving means submitting to somebody else, pleasing somebody else, doing for somebody else, and therefore it's somebody else who is calling the shots or who's making the demands or who is determining what should be done, and I'm just responding to that, so I'm not responsible at all. If, on the other hand, you want me to be responsible, then I have to make decisions. If I'm making decisions, then I'm not serving you. Then I'm, then it's my opinion. Because if I give up my opinion and I serve you, then I'm not responsible anymore. And that's part of what scares people when you try to talk to them about Yiddishkeit or about serving God. They're afraid that if they start serving God, they'll stop being responsible human beings. They'll become shmatas. Or for the people who have a spiritual nature, when you tell them that they have to be responsible for mitzvahs, this sounds to them not, not godly. You can't be responsible. You have to submit to God. You have to serve. You can't take responsibility. Only God is responsible. You're not capable of responsibility. To think that you're responsible is arrogant and ungodly. And yet, in Yiddishkeit, you can't have one without the other. If you, if you submit without being responsible, then, you're not, then it's not Yiddishkeit. And if you're responsible without submitting, then, you, then it's not Yiddishkeit. And as much as we uh, applaud our forefathers for saying, we will do and we will hear, that they agreed to do it before they even knew what it was, that to them it didn't matter what it was, Whatever God says is fine. Which means that they were totally ready to serve, or they were ready to serve totally. But at the same time, why didn't they just say, Naase? Why did they have to say, Naase v'nishma? You're into serving, so just say, we will do. What do you mean, we will do and we will hear? Forget the hearing, just do. That's not Yiddishkeit. simple example in hospitality as in any intimate exchange hospitality means you want to serve obviously you're right you're, you want to serve people are hungry people need a place to eat you, <clears throat> you want to serve 
So it's the other person's need or the other person's pleasure that is relevant or significant or important. So it happens very often in, a, in the attempt to serve, you become very intimidated and confused because you're never quite sure what the other person wants. Will he like this or will he like that? On the other hand, when you see people who are really good at hospitality, it sounds a little bit strange. I remember this one woman who was really a... Her house is like... And people would come to her house before she knew who they were, what they were. She would decide what they need. She would say, come, I'll give you a good, I'll give you something very good. She didn't ask whether they would like it. Or, I, I, believe me, it's good. I'm going to give you something good. And they would make whatever it was. They and, and they expected that, it, that the person was going to like it. So on, the, so on the one hand, it seemed like she's pushy. What are you telling me that I'm going to... And she doesn't ask whether you're going to like it. She says you're going to like it. <laughs> and she's going to make you something it's wonderful. And you're going to love it. How do you know I'm going to love it? Maybe I don't like it. So hospitality has to be a combination of I want to do for you what you like, but what am I going to sit here and give, make you a, a questionnaire, you'll fill out what you like? <laughs> a multiple choice quiz or something? I don't know what you like, so I have to assume that you like what I like. And that, in a sense, is even more considerate than to say, what do you like? To, to assume that what I like most is what I will give you. What I like best is what I will give you. So it may not be what the guest likes best, but still the compliment and the consideration and the warmth and the hospitality of it is even better than if you lay out a bunch of things and say, which one do you want? Because, I mean, that's, that's the, um, what appears to be a conflict. You want to serve, but you have to take responsibility. And that goes back to that thing we talked about a long time ago, why Moshe sent spies into Israel to check out the land. If you're supposed to go, so just go. God said, go to the land and inherit it, so go. What are you sending spies for? Well, when the spies came back and they said, we checked it out, we did what you told us to do, and uh, we're telling you now, we're reporting back that we can't do it. So they were punished. So what were they punished for? They were sent to spy and they spied. What did they do wrong? And again, the answer is, they were sent to spy in order to find out how to do it they came back and decided whether they should do it. That wasn't their job. So on the one hand, whether you should do it or not, that's not your, that's not your decision. That you submit, you serve, you surrender. You're going to serve because you're supposed to serve. But even then, you send spies. You check it out. You figure out, to the best of your knowledge, how to do it. In other words, you have to take responsibility 
in the doing. But whether you're going to do, that's not your responsibility. It's not your decision. Whether you're going to do it, there's no such discussion. You have to do it, you're supposed to do it, and you do it because you're told. Not because you're told, because somebody else wants. And again, in relationships, in partnerships, in, in any kind of agreement between two people, it's, it's common for a person to say, look, you want me to be in charge? Fine, I'll be in charge. But then you got to do what I tell you. You want to be in charge? That's also good. You want to be in charge? That's fine. I'm not, I'm not hung up. You want to be the leader? I'll follow. But then if you get in trouble, don't look at me. It's me your fault. But to say, you be the leader, you do what you want, I'll go along with you, whatever you say is fine, and if something happens, I'll fix it. That's a rare combination. If you're making the decisions, if it was your choice, if it's your plan, and the plan goes bad, you want me to feel responsible? You're responsible. So as the mother says to her children, sure, go ahead, you do whatever you want. I mean, after all, you're grown up, you're intelligent, I don't have to tell you, I don't have to take care of you every day. You go ahead and you do what you think is right. You blew it? Tough. <laughs> don't look at me, it was your decision. But to say, you do what you want, you're an individual, you make the decisions, it's fine with me, I'll go along with it, and if you're in trouble, I'll... I'll come and take and, and help you because I'm responsible. So wait a minute, if you're responsible, then you should be making the decision. And that's where, when we're not completely mature, we can only be good at one at a time. You want me to be responsible? I'll be responsible. But then don't tell me what to do. You want to you call the shots? You want to be, that's fine. But then don't look at me if you're in trouble. But to have a combination, yes, it's you that counts, it's you that calls the shots, will do for you what you want. And if it turns out that you're wrong, I will feel responsible to fix it. Why should I feel responsible? It's my relationship. Not because it was my decision, because it's my relationship. I'll feel responsible because it's my marriage. And why will I allow you to have what you want and you should call the shots? Why? Because it's my marriage. So it's not, a, it's not a conflict at all. It's a single-mindedness. This is my wife. Therefore, if she wants something, she gets it. And if she blows it, I fix it. Why? For the same reason. Because it's my wife, it's my marriage, my relationship, my life. But to say, well, let's decide right now how this is going to work. If you're in charge, then you pay the bills. If you, if you decide what to buy, you decide how to pay. 
you don't want to decide how to, then I'll do it, and then it'll, then it'll be my responsibility. But if it's your decision, it's your responsibility. My decision, my responsibility. But to say, you make the decisions, I'll be responsible, what kind of sense does that make? It doesn't make any sense. It's just a good relationship. And that's the way it has to work in our relationship with God. On the one hand, it's none of your business, you don't understand nothing, you're just a little creation with a, with a little tiny mind, and you don't know what's going on, and you'll never understand, so don't ask too many questions. God runs the world, he says to do it, do it. On the other hand, how come you didn't do this? How come you didn't learn that? How come you don't know the answer to this? What do you want from me? I don't, you just told me I don't know nothing, right? I don't ask no questions. I don't have any opinions. I'm just here to serve. Or as somebody once said, <clears throat> when a person feels bad that he failed at something, or he feels that life isn't fair, or something like that, he has to remember he is a guest in somebody else's world. And when you're a guest in somebody else's world, whatever they give you is fine. What they don't give you, why should they? So if God gives you health, but he doesn't give you wealth, you're going to complain? It's like, walk, like being in somebody else's house, a guest in somebody else's house, and they serve you some food, and you say, hey, where's the, uh, where's the steak? Or you forgot the side dish. Or where's the dessert? I mean, that's totally out of line. So if you're in somebody else's house, then whatever, the, whatever you're given, you have to say thank you. You weren't given everything? Why should you be given everything? It's not your house. So on the one hand, there's that attitude of serving, of surrender, of, of it's not my place, it's not my world, it's not my, I don't have a right to demand things. I'm just here to serve. If so, the person can say, fine. You want me to be brainless? You want me to be a robot? You want me to be a, a zombie? Okay. I mean, if that's, if, that's the, if that's the fact, if that's how it is, fine. God is infinitely smart. I'm incredibly stupid. So, all right, end, end of conversation. I have nothing to say. I have no opinions. I have no... That's all. It's a mitzvah. I do it. Not allowed to do it? Fine. Not doing it. But then you turn around and say... Have you studied uh, such and such? No. How come? What should I study for? What do you want from me? I don't have to know anything. I'm brainless. I don't make any decisions. I don't have to have any responsibilities. God runs the world. I believe in divine providence. If it's meant to be, it'll be. So I'm walking across the highway. I don't care. <laughs> if I'm meant to live, I'll live. If I'm meant to die, I'll die. That's all. You know, no, 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 no. How could you do that? How could I? I don't do anything. God does everything. I'm not responsible. So you scream at him and say, what do you mean you're not responsible? How could you? Where's your brains? Oh, brains? I have brains? I thought I didn't have any brains. Oh, if I have brains and I have to be responsible for what happens to my life, 
then don't tell me to listen blindly and to obey and to submit and to be and to surrender. I got I got to be responsible because if I make a mistake, they're gonna blame me. They're gonna scream at me and tell me I'm stupid. How can you have both? The only way you can have both is by seeing God in the way Hasidus teaches us. There is serving and there's being responsible. And then there is something bigger than both. The relationship. It's not a question of, am I here to serve God, or am I here to be responsible? Those are details. Those are details. Are you going to do this, or are you going to do that? But these details are details in what? What are they details of? They are details of a relationship. So the relationship itself is bigger than both. And therefore, it encompasses both. In the relationship, you submit, and you take responsibility, and you give, and you get, because it's a relationship. If it's merely a question of, of personality, then you can say, well, wait a minute. You want me to have this personality or that personality? I can't have both. But it's not a question of personality. It's not a question of what kind of a person you should be. It's a question of a relationship. In a relationship, everything is. In a relationship, everything is included. Your head, your feet, your heart, your mind, everything. So it doesn't make sense to say, should I be in this relationship with my head or should I be in this relationship with my heart? In a relationship, everything. It's when we treat God as some kind of a stranger. God is a creator. Now, how do you relate to a creator? Do you serve him or do you take responsibility? Big issue, big philosophical discussion. But God is not a creator. God is not something we have to deal with. With God, we are in a relationship. In a relationship, everything's included. What do you mean, this or that? Everything. And that's the same with, with husband and wife or parents and children. So when a mother says, no, I don't do that for my children. That's not my way. What do you mean you don't do that for your children? If it needs to be done, you do it. You know, that's not my... Maybe some kind of a game. It's a relationship. So no matter what you thought until this moment, if something happens, you do whatever has to be done. In a relationship, you can't go by the book. It's a total involvement. Total involvement includes everything. And so it's really not a conflict at all. You're serving God to with, in the most responsible way. So what does he want of me? This, uh, he wants everything. 
It's a relationship. I think a good example of this is in the in the Holocaust literature. There is a piece that is fictitious, but obvious, obviously fiction is based on truth. And the story is of um, of a Gera Chassid who is dying in the in the Warsaw ghetto, and he's one of the last survivors, or he's not surviving, but he's. And they, and after the war, they find a note that he had written just before he died. And in this note, he writes a whole description of what had happened in the ghetto, how people are dying, and how his family died, and this one got, got killed, and that one got killed, and it was just he and his friends, and they were shooting, and they were running out of bullets, and now his friend is bleeding already, and he's dying, and he himself is also wounded, and now at his last breath, he's writing this whole summary. But in the most dramatic line in the, in, the, in the note, he says to God, he says, you've taken away from me everything that was precious to me. Life itself has become a misery. And in your awesome, infinite power, you have done everything to shake me from you. But with my dying breath, I want you to know that you failed. Shema Yisrael, Hashem Alekeinu, Hashem Echad. So on the one hand, God is everything, God is powerful, God does whatever He wants, takes away whatever I, everything. And on the other hand, I do what I want. I believe in you. And you won't shake me from you. Now that kind of a combination, how can it be both? How can it be both? How can you be so totally overwhelmed by God's awesomeness and submit to it and say, fine, whatever you want, I can't fight with you, you're big. You can take away from me what is precious to me. You can take away my very desire for life. And at this very same time, at the very same time, I refuse to change my mind. You think I'm going to stop believing in you? No, I refuse. So it's total responsibility, taking full responsibility for my beliefs and for my faith and for my opinions, while at the same time, what am I? Am I helpless? Nothing. I mean, after all, look, <laughs> I tried to fight and to protect and to save nothing, nothing. Everything I had, I lost. So what am I? Nothing. But this nothing refuses to change its mind about God. Because that's my responsibility. <clears throat> so it's really a, a, a magnificent combination of total submission and total responsibility. <clears throat>